Welcome to the JetRails podcast, supporting you through the airwaves with information about website and e-commerce technology and strategies from design and development to security, marketing, conversion rate optimization, and web hosting. We bring you insights from industry leaders and experts hosted, edited, and published by me, Robert Rand, your friendly neighborhood tech ambassador. Hi, and welcome to an episode of the JetRails podcast. I'm Robert, your host. Today, we're going to be talking about, well, an initiative that I saw online and uh, and had to dig in deeper. Uh, they created a hashtag, hashtag opens are dead, and that got my attention, which, hey, you know, that's marketing for you. That's half the battle. Uh, and uh, so I, I thought that once I learned more about it, that this was something that uh, that our audience would really appreciate learning about. So uh, w- with no further ado, uh, we've got a great guest with us today, an old friend of mine, uh, John, over at the OmniSend team. John, would you do us the honor of introducing yourself? Yeah, absolutely. And th- thanks for having me, Robert. Uh, so John Pruitt, uh, I'm the VP of Partnerships over at OmniSend. Robert and I go back, uh, as you said, many, many years now. Uh, prior to being an OmniSend, I was with the Commerce for for time, helping run their technology partner program. And prior to that, it's been about eight years over at Bronto, another marketing automation platform where uh, Robert and I first started uh, interacting. So uh, I go back some, some time. And uh, the marketing automation space is something very near and dear to my heart. Um, and obviously, this, this topic, um, you know, with the hashtag opens are dead, uh, is something that's uh, you know definitely fresh and relevant in in our minds as uh, folks that are in the, on the marketing side. So look forward to kind of diving into this a little bit deeper. Yeah, well, and we appreciate having you today. Uh, everything changes in this space. So you and I got to know each other at different companies way back when. Uh, you know, the agency that I was with doesn't really exist <laughs> as it did, mm-hmm. to say the and least. The, and, uh, neither, and neither does the platform uh, in which I, I worked at. I, that's know, right. Uh, I mean, yeah. you know, Bronto always seemed like one day there'd be fossils, uh, you know, yeah. somewhere where we'll dig them out one day. But, yeah. Uh, yeah. you know, but I, I think that that kind of leads us into today's topic of, you know, we're looking at a changing landscape for marketers where all sorts of tracking mechanisms, whether it be the, you know, the cookies or, or other things, um, or data that, that's being provided by some of these platforms is going away. But before we get really deep on that, I love to ask about company histories, how, how a company got its name. Do you happen to know the story behind how OmniSend got named? Yeah, it's, uh, it's actually a pretty fun story. I mean, you talk about agency and so forth. So uh, Omnisim actually started off as a digital marketing agency, um, primarily working with small, um, small commerce businesses um, in, in Europe. Uh, so ultimately trying to help them drive more revenue online. And what they realized is uh, back in 2013, uh, early 2014, they realized there wasn't a great commerce-specific uh, marketing automation platform for small businesses. Um, and, you know, there was, there's a lot of tools out there. Um, you know, and when we talk, we talk marketing automation and at the time they were really focused on email, uh, and email being the, you know, the only piece of it. So, uh, they started developing this platform. So our two co-founders, um, which still, still run the organization today, um, they were running this marketing platform, or, or I'm sorry, this marketing agency called Soundless. And they said, hey, we, we think we're on to something here. So they started developing their, their own platform uh, and, you know, f- you know, figuring out how can we build tools for small marketers to help them drive more revenue. And in 2014, launched uh, Soundless Commerce. Um, and at the time, again, really focused on email. 
And after several years, I uh, realized like, hey, there's a lot more to driving revenue than just email. Um, and at that time, they they decided, hey, it's time that we step our step up our functionality, and we also think about where we're headed as a brand. Uh, so. Uh, about three and a half, uh, four years ago, uh, made the conscious decision to rebrand the organization as OmniSend, and at that time, starting to incorporate more omni-channel marketing. So, I uh, think SMS push notifications, working with things like Google Customer Ad Match or Facebook Lookalike audiences. So, really going from just a single point email platform to incorporating the whole omni-channel experience, and uh, that—that's how we got to where we're at today. Um, so, at the end. They also, while we still focus a lot on small, uh, small SMB, um, uh, you know, commerce businesses, we're also working on a lot more in kind of the, the mid-market segment as well now. So really empowering a lot of those mid-market retailers that don't have a lot of time and resources to do really sophisticated marketing automation with a super easy to use platform. Interesting. Uh, and I'm going to dive right in from there because... yeah. I'm I'm particularly interested, you know, iOS 14, Apple threw a curveball at a lot of marketers in terms of their ability to collect data for all sorts of ads. You know, Facebook put out some major campaigns warning uh, folks run, running ads that they were going to lose a, a lot of data, a lot of the targeting ability that they'd had. iOS 15 is what this uh, hashtag opens or dead is all about. What's Apple doing now that's, uh, that's going to make people's lives potentially harder or maybe better. We'll, I think we'll sort it out by the time this episode's done. Yeah. And I think, uh, I think the answer to that piece of it is it depends on whom, whom you ask. I mean, there's definitely, it's going to make, there's going to be challenges, not only for marketers, but also consumers that I, I don't think Apple's really thinking about there. Uh, but we can definitely unpack that a little bit more, but really the premise, you know, of hashtag opens or dead is while, while opens are going to become more and more of a challenge, um, email is very far from from being dead. Um, and that's what's really, really important to make sure that people walk away with here is, um, you know, while while Apple is going to essentially make it, you know, it's Apple right now has about a, a 50% market share uh, when it comes to the um, to the email client. And I'm not talking, you know, many of us have an Apple, uh, you know, or, or an iPhone or, or something, you know, iPad or whatever it may be. And I know me personally, I use the native, app, you know, Apple Mail app, uh, even though it's for Gmail accounts and so forth. But really what they're, they're doing is they're going to make it a, a much bigger challenge for, for marketers to, to track uh, the open. So they're essentially going to block that cookie. Uh, that that triggers whenever that open happens. So essentially, rendering open rates almost useless to to a certain extent. Um, and and you know, so that's definitely going to create challenge for for marketers. But you know, one one of the flip sides I see for us as consumers, it's it's also going to create challenge if marketers don't adapt appropriately, and they may actually start getting more unwanted email if they're not careful. I was actually reading a. Uh, uh, a um, article that Litmus put out and updated just just this past week, actually, and it was talking about how marketers really need to be smart in these days, um, you know, leading up to this, because if they just continue, if they say, well, you know, if we can't go off our open rates, I'm just going to keep sending email, like, it could actually upset consumers quite a bit and create challenge for consumers as well and then frustrate them. So I think there's kind of flip sides uh, to both sides of this. It's going to be a challenge uh, to a certain extent. 
for partner, uh, marketers, but it's also going to be a challenge for the consumers as well. Um, but, you know, th- there's definitely pros and cons to all of this, and, and we can definitely dive a little bit deeper into the strategies and, and metrics and things we want to start tracking. But, um, you know, short, short there's, there's, always, there's always a positive, there's always a negative of, of, of every change like this. And it, it is a fundamental shift uh, in the market of how we look at email marketing today. Interesting. So hypothetically, the data that would have come from Apple, you can't count on getting anymore from Apple devices, yeah. uh, you know, iPhones and iPads and MacBooks and things, as, as you mentioned. But you'll still have, for a period of time, at least as long as it's available, data coming from PCs and Linux machines and Absolutely. Android devices and whatever else is out there that people are using device-wise to, to check their mail. Does So perhaps... Once, you know, once this finish finishes kicking in or what have you, and you get, you know, you run enough data, you get a new baseline. And so Mm -hmm. where maybe your old open rate was 30% and that was a benchmark, you now get it at 15%. It doesn't help you identify which users are actually opening certain emails in order to to send them the best possible follow-up emails or such to, to really put them in the right buckets. But maybe you keep some baseline data with that it just you know it's, yeah, it's a smaller sampling yeah so one thing that uh while this is you know this isn't going to affect as of today uh if you're using the gmail app on your apple device uh if you're using that gmail app uh you'll still be able to to collect that open data but the challenge is is marketers don't like we don't have a great way of, of knowing which application they're using uh or whatnot so essentially instead of it becoming a, a you know we change our baseline metrics a little bit. It, it's almost rendered useless to a certain extent because, uh, you know, we, we've all seen it. We've all seen it. You know, we're, we're seeing cracking down of data. If Gmail or if Apple's doing this, it's likely that Gmail is going to figure out a way to block this and Hotmail or whomever else, whatever email clients there are. They're all going to follow suit to, to some extent. But I think the, the baseline, as opposed to like lowering what we expect from an open rate, you actually have to think about changing the baseline of what you're reporting on. So uh, thinking about other engagement rates uh, as opposed to open. So clicks, uh, last purchase date, um, you know, when did they actually sign up for your emails? I mean, those are some of the things that you want to kind of start taking into consideration, knowing that we're moving towards this. And it, it, they haven't set the, the date in stone on when this, this update is going to be released. We're expecting September, October. Uh, but there's some things that you can do ahead of time to start preparing for this uh, that I think is really, really important. Because today we still do have, we, you know, unless someone's opted into that beta, uh, which, you know, it, it is a smaller beta group, we still have that data today. So it's really smart to think about how you can use that data to start segmenting and cleaning your list in preparation for these bigger changes that are coming later in the year, especially right before. Black Friday, Cyber Monday, you know, about the holiday season that's coming up. Yeah. You know, in some ways, I think there are certainly marketers that have probably been looking at some of the data without the right (laughs) glasses on, you know, they've been looking at opens maybe a little bit too stringently when there's probably more important data to focus on in terms of user engagement and, Mm -hmm. uh, uh, and whether or not um, you should be following up in certain ways, basically your your next actions, because that's the question. Yes, it's nice to know, okay, 
the email went out, the subject line was good, people wanted to click it and open it. That, mm-hmm. That's certainly useful information to some extent, but that's not really what drives a ton of revenue. Um, that might be okay for branding and what have you, you know, it lets you know that people are actually engaging. But uh, in the e-commerce world, uh, you know, we all look at conversion rates and, uh, and, and revenue stats and other things much more stringently. What are your thoughts on the best pieces of data that merchants really should be relying more heavily on, especially as this data becomes uh, less available or less effective uh, to track? Um, yeah, so, I mean, that's that's a, a great question. Um, you know, when we think about email data uh, specifically, you know, it's looking at, you know, to your point, like there's been a lot of A-B testing off of things like subject line. Uh, and oftentimes, it's, you know, that is an open rate. You know, you want to, you know, see what you, you know, subject line gets the highest open rate. Hey, that's that's kind of out the window at this point. Um, so that's why it becomes even more important to start thinking about metrics like click-through rate, um, you know, it's or associating, hey, I, I have this send and now I'm starting to track website behavior. Um, so it, it is, you know, some people have said open rate is a vanity metric. Um, I, I've heard it uh, for a long time. It, it, you know, there was a correlation, you know, it's e- the more advanced emails gotten, the more we've relied on, you know, more and more data. But it's, it's really important to think about you know, those who are, have a higher engagement rate with you. So it's, um, it's not always a fun conversation to have, but it's really important to start thinking about those, those, those customers who are kind of your loyalists, you know, those ones that have made multiple purchases, those, you know, those ones who have shown engagement, you know, uh, continue to come back and look at a specific product. Um, it's really, really important to start thinking about how you can start leveraging first-party data as well as essentially zero-party zero zero-party data, uh, so data in which the consumer gives you. So whether or not it, you know, let's say you're a sporting goods retailer uh, and you want to know what what sports John Pruitt likes. Is he a football? You know, does he want? You know, uh, is does he have children that are looking for new football cleats, or you know, or does he like? Um, you know, the latest soccer apparel or whatever it is, it's like, you know, offering up that opportunity to start driving more zero party uh, preference data and and then starting to track more like website behavior. Uh, I think that that's what, uh, what merchants need to start thinking about is it's not always about the, you know, yes, subject line, it gets to the attention. It's a CTA to open the email, uh, and then there's a CTA to click the email, and then there's a you know CTA on your website to ultimately convert. So, you know, you can still do 50-50 tests on subject lines. Um, I think it's still going to be important to test test things like that, but it's going to be more important now, more important now than ever, to start thinking about how you're starting to actually personalize that experience for that individual and try to market to those in which you know are somewhat engaged with your brand. Uh, you know, thinking about, hey, this person signed up for my emails two years ago, but they haven't made a purchase in the past 18 months. Maybe that's not the most engaged person that you actually want to send to. So maybe you put them on a suppression list or maybe run a re-engagement campaign or, or something to see if you can drive some additional interest from them. Uh, and, and if you, maybe you get a conversion at that point, you're, you, you deem them, okay, they're, they're engaged again. Uh, so I think it's just 
we're removing we're removing the the first you know CTA um, data, but there's still so much you can do. But it's so incredibly important to think about how engaged uh, a consumer is with you and your brand and your products, and and really market to those who are, are kind of raising their hands now. So I, those are, that's the data in which I think is most important. And honestly, that's the data in which is driven a lot of conversion for for our customers and you know email marketing customers for forever uh, is trying to interact with those that are, you know, uh, showing engagement, showing, uh, you know, an affinity for your products. Yeah. And it's interesting. I would think that the click-through rate in e-commerce is going to be much more indicative uh, uh, of something of value because, uh, you know, people opening an email, reading it, perusing it, it's good branding. It's okay. But if they're not clicking through to take an action, whether that's to read more content or um, to sign up for something or to buy something or uh, there's just so much that you're going to learn from from that anyway. You know, I am. I'll venture a guess that your core platform at OmniSend probably isn't changing as a result of this. That you know, there, there may be maybe maybe some of the other stats instead of opens will take a bit more prominence in a few spots. Sure. But I imagine in terms of the overall functionality, that this is just uh, you know something where marketers have to if anything, be pushed to look at the more important stats more consistently. Reporting on opens is going to be more irrelevant than ever, but maybe yeah. not the worst thing for, for the marketer. I, I did think it was interesting how you mentioned that uh, you know for the shopper, sometimes they may not get quite as relevant emails because it's hard to track what they showed interest in in quite the same way. But, uh, but nonetheless, probably not, not a paradigm shift within the industry. Yeah, and and kind of going back to that comment right there about them not getting as relevant emails. It's that's why it's you know for those who aren't using you know the first party data or like tracking their website behavior, that's why they become so incredibly important to do those things. So if you're not, uh, and this isn't a, a pitch for for OmniSend or or any any platform out there, but you really need to to partner with a a platform in which you can track that data. So understand that. That Robert's session data is completely different than John's session data, and we're showing we're showing interest in, in different products. But it's, I mean, I think that that's that's super super important. But you're right. I mean, our core product isn't isn't changing a ton. Uh, yeah, we've got some pre built, you know, uh, recommendations around segments or you know post you know our post email follow ups and. It, you know, some of those things might be defined today by open rate, but that's okay. You know, we'll, we'll make those changes. I think the biggest challenge, uh, to your point is educating the merchants around how, why these, these changes are coming and these challenges. And it's not a time to really get scared. It's, it's a time to just really think about, okay, how can I just get smarter, uh, with my, with my marketing and, and my email marketing? It's email marketing is still, Going to be one of the cheapest forms of retargeting out there. I mean, it is, it is such an inexpensive channel when you look at the return on it. And, uh, if you were basing all of your email marketing based off of open rates today, then you were doing it wrong to begin with. And there's, and I hate to say that, but there's so many, there's so many more things that you can be doing to ultimately drive a much higher return on investment than just simply looking at an open rate. Absolutely. Email is definitely <laughs> among the cheapest ways to reach your audience, uh, to keep them engaged. And as long as you're having a good return on that ad spend long term, that it's helping that engagement. Right. Yeah, I think that brands will keep doing it for a long, long time. 
Now, you know, I, I, I think it's our teams were recently working together on an ebook. Um, I'll, I'll share uh, a link to that in the show notes, but it was around core web vitals. And I think it's a similar challenge in that merchants and marketers sometimes have a hard time understanding the why. And if you don't understand the why, it's really hard to get it right. I think that's a lot of what got tackled by all the different teams that participated in that ebook. Um, you know, a lot of great uh, companies that, uh, that that added to the content and really built something strong there. But that's, I think, what what probably happens here is that you know people just hear you know well now you don't get cookie data here or uh, you know you don't get this data there and it feels like oh you know we've lost something, but really in a lot of cases, it's an opportunity to do something better. And the companies that are (laughs) forcing this on us um, are doing it for a reason. They're listening to the market and they're delivering what, uh, what consumers want. And ultimately, uh, you know, while I can't say that (laughs) the big tech always, you know, we are all the product, (laughs) Mm. we are data. Uh, and, and, you know, we're sold to the highest bidder, but I think that it really does enhance the experience and, lo- you know, if any, the last couple of years, just how, uh, how much e-commerce has, uh, has grown and, and just how pervasive it is within our lives. Mm-hmm. I think it's working. Um, I, I think that using data smarter, <laughs> if that's the right way to say it, uh, has been good for all of us, you know. Your team is also, as part of this, this hashtag opens are dead initiative, you've stood up a website uh, where you're providing additional information, um, where you're going to continue to track this and, uh, and you know, offer helpful recommendations and tips and things. Mm-hmm. Have you seen anything interesting come through that so far? And, you know, and, yeah. Or, or is that something that you think you're really going to see a lot more traction that people should be bookmarking for, <laughs> for after... Apple makes this uh, this release of iOS 15 that, that's going to really drive this one home. Yeah, you know, I I mean, so openzerdead.com is the website. Um, it, it, Omnisend is powering it. But it's uh, the neat thing about it is it's not just our point of view uh, on this. We're gathering tweets and LinkedIn posts. Uh, you know, we're gathering other third-party, uh, you know, it's really meant to be a hub to educate the entire industry. Uh, and it's not, you know, yeah, there's a lot of Omnisense stuff on there. But, uh, I, you know, I think there's a lot of great educational stuff on there now, especially to like how to prepare uh, for this and kind of the, the, the steps that we need to be taking now as marketers to make sure that we, we're prepared for this change. And if you're not already going in and segmenting your list and saying, okay, show me the uh, the people who have opened my emails uh, or haven't opened an email in the last six months, you need to start preparing for those things. I mean, there's all kinds of tips and tricks on there on how to prepare and kind of like some how-to guides. And there's also guides on like the segments and things that you need to start thinking about running ahead of uh, these potential, you know, these changes. Uh, because again, we don't know the exact date on them, but uh, it's really, really important that you get prepped. But I do think um, as much as we're trying to educate people and like yourself having, you know, having this podcast on this, there's still going to be some people that are caught by surprise because we, um, you know, and even in our platform, we're, we're actually advertising this thing of like, hey, look, you need to be prepared. But I guarantee you, um, 
you know, it's one of those things. Uh, it happens to me sometimes. You know, our, our HOA changed policy recently, and I didn't know anything about it until you know one of our neighbors got a violation. I'm like, what is this all about? And, you know, it's like I go back and look, and they sent out notice after notice after notice. But I just thought it, you know, it was just more junk mail. You know, like actual physical junk mail from our HOA. And no, it was, you know, it was actually really, really important. So yeah, you, you don't want to get on the wrong side of a homeowner. <laughs> that gets right. ugly fast. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. It's uh, it's very very true. But uh, no, you you know what I'm saying. It's like I think that as soon as these changes are implemented, there's going to be merchants out there that see just this. There likelihood what's going to happen, and the, what the testing we've done is it actually looks like every email is open. So they're going to sh- see their open rates shoot through the roof uh, eventually. Um, and again, not every consumer out there is using Apple Mail. But over fifty percent of them are, uh, you know, there's, you know, over fifty percent of the the market, um, the, the phone market today is iPhone. I mean, it's it's amazing. Uh, so they're going to see this massive jump, and they're going to be calling us or you know one of our competitors, mm-hmm. saying, "Hey, what happened here? Oh my God, my open rates are, are through the roof!" But now I'm getting all these spam complaints uh, or or something along those lines. It's going to be really, really, really important that we continue as a uh, as an industry to to update that you know that website and mm-hmm. and use it as a resource. Um, you know, I invite anyone, whether you're honestly customer, partner, competitor, whomever. I think it's a really, really great resource to to continue diving in. I think the traffic we we've seen massive surges in it since we launched it, um, and I think as soon as all this comes live, it's going to be a great resource for people to continue to educate themselves and. We'll, we'll continue to put more tips on there because if, if you're not preparing today, uh, we want to help you prepare whenever, whenever, you know, this, um, this goes live. So we'll, we'll continue to update it and, and try to educate people as much as we can via that website. Awesome. And look, you know, from my perspective, uh, tracking what's happening after they open the email and they click through to the site, make sure that regardless of what platform you're using to send your emails, that you're, you're adding the right suffixes. You've got the UTM tracking codes in there um, so that, you know, you're tracking over into Google Analytics and whatever other analytics suites that you're using. You know what those interactions are after they click through to the website and and you're Mm -hmm. really uh, commingling some of that data to understand better what's driving what actions or not. Um, through your site and what's really having a positive impact and what's not. Because realistically, if you send out emails that lead to really good engagement, well, chances are that if you just keep, you know, sending that sort of material out in in general, you're going to see lift, uh, of course, that, you know, in in general, if you're giving people what they what they're interested in, things that are captivating them, well, (laughs) they're, they're more likely to enjoy your emails and and keep opening and keep clicking and uh, and everything else that uh, you know. I I think like it, everything else in e-commerce. If you have a good product that people want, that's priced fairly, that ships reasonably, that you know that that you know you check all the boxes to get them to that core product. Um, you know you've, your branding is solid, everything else, but the the product is really there at the center. It falls into place. I, I think a lot of the same here. You you know, it's just working it all in reverse. Yeah, uh, yeah, absolutely. And yeah, I mean, I I think you're 100 percent right. And that's you know, 
the you know the shift for this is Apple saying, "Hey, we're listening to we're listening to our customers, and they're they're tired of being targeted and whatnot." But there's been so many there's been so many um, surveys run out there that consumers actually, while they say, "Hey, you know, I, you know, uh, Big Brother's looking over my shoulder" or something like that, I'm going to be curious to see surveys after this to see how many are upset that they're not getting personalized messages and that they're, you know, if, if, if merchants are not doing it correctly, like, and they're just sending, you know, one message to all and, you know, kind of a batch and blast mentality of like, Hey, I'm going to send these men's products to everybody, even though this person clearly only like, you know, clicked on women's products on our, on our website. I think there's going to be more complaints, uh, after this, um, if if people don't start personalizing more, uh, so it's it's very 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 important to, to that's, think about. It's really an interesting concept. I don't want to be targeted, but I also you know, <laughs> yep. I, I don't want to get you know junk either. I want to get stuff that applies to me. So yeah, yeah. that that meeting in the middle of if you know the the concept, you know, so the the, the philosophical answer, mm-hmm. <laughs> actually being in the weeds and dealing with with the real world. It's going to be interesting. Well, John, you've been really generous with your time today. Before we wrap it up, any final thoughts, anything that we didn't touch on today that, that you think uh, merchants and, and marketers and others in the space should really be aware of or, or be watching out for? Yeah, I mean, I, you know, I, I think I've already kind of uh, given my plea to, to people here. If you're not prepared already, uh, or if you haven't started thinking about how to start cleaning your list or uh, building uh, better engagement segments, start now. Uh, absolutely start. If you have questions about it, feel free to reach out to me, johnandomnison.com. Find me on LinkedIn, John, J-O-N, uh, Pruitt, P-R-U-I-T-T, on LinkedIn. Um or you know, or check out openthreadead.com. I, I think that that is probably my my biggest thing here is prepare while you have an opportunity, uh, and and start thinking about what are the true engagement metrics. Open rate, hey, that's cool, but you know, how many times have they visited my website? How many times they looked at a particular product? What categories are they searching? Uh, what preferences are they telling me? Like, start gathering that data now uh because it's really really important because when whenever this goes live you don't want to be left stranded and say oh my god my email my email revenue just went to the floor um you know just just prepare ahead of time that's the that's my biggest plea whether you're using omnisend or using something else prepare that is my biggest plea awesome well john thanks so much for joining today uh we really appreciate it and to our listeners as always thanks for tuning in Stay tuned for more great content like this soon. In the meantime, stay safe, stay healthy, and happy selling out there. Thanks for listening to the JetRails podcast. You can subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. We also post full videos of most episodes on the JetRails YouTube and Facebook channels. You can find links at jetrails.com forward slash podcast. Have questions about an episode? Is there a topic you'd like us to cover in the future? We're at JetRails on LinkedIn and Twitter. Do you want to sponsor this podcast? Sorry, but we're committed to ad-free listening. We are, however, always looking for guests that our listeners will benefit from. And don't forget to like the podcast on whatever platform you're tuning in from. It's a small ask, but it's a big help. We appreciate it. And more importantly, we appreciate you.